0: Listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio
1: Three.
0: I'm now joined by Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group, for a view from Taiwan. Good morning, Ross. Good morning. Can I start with a slightly unusual question? Who do you think's more popular, Minecraft or Taylor Swift?
1: That's a tough one. Uh, I I can't claim to be a big fan of either, though.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, let me put everyone out of their misery. It's actually Taylor Swift. She sold 700 million uh, streams of her latest album. And Minecraft have only sold 300 million games all time. Anyway, I didn't want any of the listeners laying awake tonight worrying about that. But let's move on to Taiwan a bit more specifically. So mainland and Taiwan trade tensions. What's going on there at the moment? trusts well
1: the no- notable announcement in recent days was uh, China decided to extend the uh, time frame under which it's conducting a review of import restrictions that Taiwan has on Chinese products there's a uh, lengthy list of uh, about 2,400 plus products, uh, and they're from different sectors, uh, traditional industry kind of stuff, uh, textiles, agriculture. Uh, and China earlier this year announced an investigation into these trade restrictions. It was supposed to end in October, but at the time the announcement was made, uh, China said that it could be extended uh, several more months into January. Coincidentally, it's the target date to complete the, the investigation is now a day before Taiwan's election in january
0: do you think that's purposefully timed uh
1: most likely uh it is purposefully timed i don't think uh the whatever the report says is going to change voting patterns especially if this report is released literally a day before the election um, but you know, the, the, frankly speaking, uh, these import restrictions are not new. Uh, if we turn back the clock to when China and Taiwan signed what's called the ECFA, uh, which is a, a, a type of trade agreement, not, not really a free trade agreement, uh, when Ma and Joe was in office and there were better relations between the two sides, China knew that Taiwan was uh, still going to impose these restrictions on certain products. So the trade agreement that the two sides signed, frankly, it was very favorable for Taiwan companies. It gave Taiwan companies a lot of access to China, but didn't wasn't reciprocal in the sense that it didn't give equal access to China products into uh, the Taiwan market. And I guess as part of the overall tensions between the two sides, uh, China has decided to open this investigation. Look, we we, we know what the panel or the investigation is going is to say. It's going to say, yes, in fact, Taiwan does have restrictions on 2,455 products from the mainland. Uh, and then the question becomes, well, what is the mainland going to do? Um, and that's where it does start to become political, because it, uh, the mainland might very well start to impose restrictions on more Taiwan products just to recalibrate the trade relationship and uh, add back some reciprocity. And ultimately, though, Taiwan's biggest trading partner is still by far the mainland.
0: Hmm. Well, let's move on to TSMC now, where the third quarter profit has slid by 30 percent. But experts seem to be quite confident they're going to be doing better going forward. How confident are you, Ross?
1: I'm pretty confident. A lot of this depends on uh, have inventories uh uh, sort of emptied out, right? So a few months ago, if we were having this conversation, we might've been talking about in the tech sector, whether it's phones or other uh, tablets or other devices, that there was concern about inventory overhang. Uh, the experts seem to think that this is, has dissipated. So that, that, that makes us confident about orders uh, for chips that TSMC makes for different kinds of devices. And of course, there's the AI, uh, you know, we, we, we never seem to know for sure week to week what the state of play is with AI. AI and what it means for the supply chain. Uh, but as long as there's optimism for for uh, different consumer electronic devices and optimism for AI, then it's going to be good for TSMC, even if it's not going to be quite as good as it was uh, in recent quarters. Uh, but their, earning, earning, their third quarter earnings announcement is going to be on Thursday. So definitely something to pay attention to tomorrow.
0: Okay, let's move on to other big news, the Israel Hamas. Um, conflict, war, um, it's called different things. But what do you think the effect is, if there's any, on the Taiwan economy?
1: Well, two, two things to, to think about or, frankly, to worry about. One is, uh, since Taiwan's economy is so dependent on exports, if there is a global slowdown as a result of the war, then that, that's not good for Taiwan, of course. And then the other, other issue, which we could sum up in one word, is oil, because Taiwan has to import so much of its energy. If the price of oil spikes because of tensions uh, not, in the Middle East, If the war spreads to additional fronts, if Iran gets involved, if the price of uh, Taiwan's energy needs goes up, that's not going to be good at all for Taiwan's economy and and could have a very immediate effect if there is an oil, oil price spike.
0: But probably pretty similar to most economies, would you say?
1: Uh, Yeah, fair enough. But again, keep in mind that uh, the first point, which is Taiwan, is so dependent on exports. So uh, we were just talking about TSMC and consumer electronics. I mean, if if the Christmas buying season uh, turns bearish, uh, that's just not going to be good for Taiwan's economy. Okay,
0: now last view from Taiwan, we had a fascinating discussion about eggs and the egg situation. Um, And it looks like we could have another fascinating discussion about the Taiwan telecom fraudsters. Tell me about that, Ross.
1: Oh this is a long running problem, and, and they're not they 're very often and when they get in the news it 's not because they 're based here they 're based somewhere else so uh, historically they 've been based in different parts of Europe in Africa uh, in Southeast Asia, specifically in Myanmar uh, but recently there was there was a, a case involving Taiwan run fraudster, telecom fraudster ring in Peru, of all places, where the, the police rescued some victims. No, they didn't rescue the people who got ripped off. They rescued the people who were working in in these call centers and ripping people off. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of the very often Taiwanese are Chinese because their target audience is often people in the mainland. Um, But the people making the phone calls have often been trafficked. They were told you could go to, in this case, you could go to Peru and make a lot of money uh, working in the electronics sector. And uh, it turns out when they get there, their passports get confiscated and they're forced into making phone calls to people in China to rip them off, basically. uh, Unfortunately, this has become a specialty of Taiwan criminal organizations. And like I said, they're doing it all over the world. Well, Ross Feingold, always
0: a fascinating discussion with you. Ross is Business Development Director at
1: State Pro Group.